Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On November 11th, join us for Benzinga's 7th Annual FinTech Awards. It's going to be a day full of networking, deal-making, and recognition of incredible achievements that you won't want to miss. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. All right, good morning, good morning, good morning. We are at a fast market, ladies and gentlemen. Spencer Israel, Dennis Dick, Joel is out today. He'll be back tomorrow, I promise, but... You got two-thirds of the crew, and that's good enough. So uh, we got a lot going on here. Let me quickly run through the markets this morning. Um, The S&P 500, we're up about a quarter percent. Nothing really too crazy going on. Actually, the NASDAQ is – this is weird, though, to me, because if you look at the Qs, we're up a half a percent this morning. But Dennis and I are going to talk about this because it does seem like – just anecdotally, every single tech stock reporting earnings is down this morning. So we're talking about the uh, Qs. We're talking about tech here. The Russell is trading higher as well, uh, about a third of a percent. We got Bitcoin trading higher by 3%. Nice to see. Maybe, Dennis, we should just um, not – wait. There we go. Maybe, Dennis, we should just not buy – we should just turn this show into a, into a crypto show, I think. Because um, crypto show. It's, it's just way more fun right now, frankly. Yeah. Um, and the, the the meme coins is just the stock market is so boring. Who cares? Well, anyway. it depends what you're trading, I guess. You know, some of these SPAC stocks, like the DWAC last week, we've had some pretty good excitement. I don't know if I'd call the stock market boring, but okay. I guess when you compare it to crypto, it is kind of boring. when you compare it to what's going on in like boring though. with like Shiba I live Inu, on boring. Like yeah, when you, when you compare it to Shiba Inu, it's it's like a it's a snooze fest. I don't anyway. even know what is Shib. I see it all littered through yeah. my timeline on Twitter. Yep. They're all saying Shib this and Shib that, and I I have no idea what okay. Shib is. It I'm is not, a, it, no it's a it's a derivative meme. It's a meme derivative. It's a derivative of another meme. Okay, right? so meme what is it? Meme. What does it mean when somebody is telling me to Shib? They're telling you to buy to buy Shiba Inu. What is Shiba Inu? I don't it's know what a, that is. It's it's a it's a crypto. It, it, it's a meme coin. It's a meme of a meme. So Dogecoin was created as a joke, right? Is Shib created as a joke too? It's it, it's a it's a derivative of Doge. That's a pretty good um dog money following. So is this it's so it's something to do with Doge? Shib? Well, no, it's got nothing to do with Doge. It, it's just. It, it, it's Gosh. it's based off the joke of Dogecoin. It's just like, I cannot keep track of all these joke coins. I, I so. know, I know, I know. Look at the ship screen has right passed now. Doge in market cap. Igor says yes. That that, that happened. Um, there was a a few. This is uh, what happens when money is meaningless and the Fed just prints money into an infinity here. I'll bring it back to the Fed. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really, it really. The, the Fed's responsible for Dogecoin and Ship and everything because people have real money to put into this kind of stuff. I have no idea. I don't think it ends well, but Ship, whatever it is. Yeah, Shiba Inu. Yeah. Um. Base. So basically, and and crazy thing is like, is the prices? It's it's at these decimal points. Anyway, some somebody apparently bought 
like eight grand worth of Shiba Inu like a year ago. Now they're now they're a billionaire. So congratulations to them, I suppose. I gotta find the next ship, I guess. Maybe I should be just that's Dennis. That's that's the game. We are in. You know what this is? This like these are the penny stocks of crypto, and we're in like a penny stock crypto mania right now. You know that that's what it is. So we're um, in 1999. We're partying like it's 1999. Wait, 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 wait. Is there music, is there music playing? Mitch? Yeah, somebody says it's music playing. I don't hear, let me go. I'm going to I your show. I don't hear music. What's going on? I apologize. What's going on, man? I, I think the music's gone. Going on. I took it off already. What are you doing to us, Mitch? What was the music you were playing? I couldn't hear it. I, we couldn't Honestly, we couldn't hear it was pretty funny, but we couldn't hear it. What I, is it? I apologize. Um, well, you can't hear because it, it was on the computer desktop audio. Oh. So, that, all right, no more I'm... music. I don't no like more music. music. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, we're gonna cut we'll... Mitch today. All right, we wasted three <laughs> minutes on music and ship. I'm moving on. <laughs> we have one thousand earnings reports to talk about. We've got to get going. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. Let's talk Ford. Wait, let's start and, with Ford. And yeah, we're gonna start with that, but real fast. Uh, just as a PSA, we talked about Berkshire Hathaway oh, uh, yesterday. Man, another one. There was another one. Last night after hours, oh. there's one share of Berkshire Hathaway Class A traded at fifty five hundred and four thousand oh. dollars. Somebody so, threw seventy grand away. Yes. All right. Again, you're not listening to the show. One, don't trade Burke A. It's too thin. Definitely don't trade Burke A after hours. It's way too thin after hours. It's ten times more thin. Third thing is, don't just lift offers when you don't know where the stock closed. If you're going to lift the offer, look where it closed first. Don't buy a mutual fund, which is basically what Berkshire Hathaway is. It's a fund. Don't buy a fund up 20%. Don't buy a fund $70,000 higher. That's a quick way to throw away $70,000. So we had this discussion yesterday. Yes. If you want to listen to the discussion on Burke.A, you can rewind the show to yesterday morning. We All had right, this let's, let's bring it to earnings and we'll go to Ford here. We should probably start with that. Uh, this was nothing short of just a, a blowout quarter for Forbes. Uh, their EPS beat, their sales beat, but we, we care less about that than we do about A, the guidance raise, and, and then B, the dividend reinstatement, that's huge. Remember, Ford used to have a 15, um, uh, 15 cent uh, per share dividend that they suspended, and they are reinstating a 10 cent per share dividend. Huge news. 2.39% yield all of a sudden, getting paid. Now, if, if we're following the inflation the Fed's giving us, that would actually beat inflation, but we know that's not true. So. I don't know. I'm pretty excited. I'm still long my Ford. I did sell my GM. You know that. I said that yesterday. I was nervous under the report, but I held the Ford. So I picked the right one for once. Usually I pick the wrong one, but I picked the right one. Somebody somebody in the chat, oh, it was like on Monday or Tuesday. I think it was in the at the close that they had, they had, I think they had calls on Ford. I think. Um, nice. Whoever that was, well, I think I'm remembering that right. Whoever that was, congratulations to you because this was a blowout quarter. They just crushed it. Again, earnings beat, guidance raise, dividend reinstatement. Nothing bad about any of that. It's a big move for Ford. Let's see what it does at 1670. That is the high from six days ago. That's what you have to contend with. Can it get up and above there? And then you, what you do is you go in the quarter cent or you go in the 50 cent increments for Ford. Once you start making new highs on the move, obviously, if I go and open my book right now, which I can do, you're probably going to have a boatload of stock at 17 because it hasn't been there for. 
basically a decade. It's been a long time since four. It's been up at 17. So it's probably some GTC Goodtail canceled that aren't there. It's lettered 1650, has 117,000 shares there too. Again, the volume's already 4.2 mil and trade last night too. So it could blow through all that. I would say 17 is your next major point of resistance if you can get through the recent high of 1670. And as, if you're wondering, well, what about the chip shortage? Don't worry. They, they talked about that. And, and this, the summary of that is, yeah, we are not as exposed as GM for whatever reason. So, And you always want to be the second one. So once you know one says something with the chip shortage, you hear it the second time, it doesn't feel as bad. So if you're, if, you're, if you're two companies that are very similar and you're going into a cycle that's, you know, that's been struggling to a certain extent or you've had chip shortages, you always want to be the second to report. So GM... Obviously, the GM report was fine, but they hit it down. Then they lower the expectations for Ford, and Ford beats those expectations easily. Obviously, the reinstatement of the dividend helps as well, and we move up. So, again, your level, 1670 on Ford. Next stock. Yeah, uh, yeah again, I mean, I'm, we're at a monthly chart here, so we're at we're at a freaking seven-year high. Yeah, but there is some major resistance up here, major resistance. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll keep All right. That um, I don't like buying stocks at major resistance. Let, 2015. Let's let's move on. It's 2015. Let's move on here. Uh, let's go over to, to, to technology because there's a lot of tech reports, and they're, they're, it seems like they're all down this morning. Maybe we should go start with Shopify because they reported sure. this. They reported this morning. Let me go to not a monthly chart here. Uh, uh, intraday chart of Shopify, um, and it's, it's like kind of the same thing that we've been seeing for like a couple quarters now, right? Uh, the they, everything was down year over year, right? Forget what the estimates were; they were down year over year, and that's what the market is gonna. It's the same thing that happened to Robinhood yesterday, right? It's down quarter over quarter, yeah. and Shopify down year over year. So even though they, uh, it, it actually I don't think it was really that bad of a report. Um, they you know I- they. You know their sales are still growing. Everything is still growing. They're just growing at a lesser lesser pace than than, than they were last year for obvious reasons. Yeah, and it's sort of a it's a victim of their own success. And, and this is the problem. It's the hurdle to get over because expectations obviously so high when you know you're trading at sky high multiples. Yeah. So and that's really the theme here is I don't wouldn't call it, but you definitely are seeing clear rotation here today. Um, not so much into the growthy tech stuff besides Tesla, which, you know, is its own animal, which we'll get to in a second. Piper, I think, is the one that's moving it this morning. Um, but, you know, you look at ARC, ARC is down here this morning. So that's a good indicator for growth tech. We know if you're moving into a value market. Berkshire Hathaway is not a bad indicator there, too. Um, so going back to Shopify, expectations just, you know, are really high. Obviously, it did sell off into the report. So you do have major support down here at 1285. It is a still loved stock. So I think at a certain point in time, it finds buyers again. But nosebleed multiples, you better blow it away. And that was not a blow away. No, no. And again, it's not really their fault. You can't say here right from the pro. You can show it. You can't say this if you're a growth stop. Shopify sees 21 sales growth rapidly but at a lower rate than 2020. That is just not what you want to say. You don't say that when you trade nosebleed multiples. They want to see at least keeping up with the pace because people play nosebleed multiples for super high growth. And if the growth is going to start slowing, then that is going to turn off the growth. I I, I understand why like investors hate that, but like- I hate that. But you had to know that this was, like everyone knew this was coming. It's not Shopify's fault that they, they- fell backwards into a pandemic and benefit of their business like no one has ever seen before i mean 
we all knew that it wasn't sustainable. So, so I don't know. I guess I don't. It's kind of the Robin Hood thing. Same thing. I don't hate this as much as. It was the same thing with the Robin Hood, though, yesterday. Know. You know, that bounce up in the crypto acceleration because of Doge wasn't sustainable as well. So, and we saw that. So, I yeah. mean, investors now adjusting their expectations to a certain extent. Is Shopify still a loved stock? Yeah, I don't think it's going. I don't. But again, you know, you got one level here, 1285. That's the level. If it takes that out, I don't like to buy stocks making new lows on moves because if it takes out 1285, then you start thinking about 1200. Yeah. So you need to hold 1285 if you're going to start to try to buy the dip today or if, if you're staying bullish. Always if you're buying the dip, you want a level. You want an out. And yep. I would say if you are buying the dip, and I'm not buying the dip, but if you were, you want that to hold that 1285. All right. I'm moving over to eBay here. Getting hammered this morning. Uh, kind of the same story. The Actually, the EPS was fine. It was in, in line, beat by pennies. Sales came in higher as well. Uh, guidance was in line. It was okay. Sales guidance, okay. Uh, they also boosted their buyback by a few billion dollars, which is something, I guess. They boosted it from $2 billion to $7 billion. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. They boosted it. From five to seven, they boosted it by two billion dollars. Excuse me, from five to seven. Um, in any case, doesn't matter, none of that matters because you know, pandemic tailwinds going away. I think I don't, I mean, that's what that's that's the same, it's the same thing, somewhat. Um, one thing to consider is that eBay is a lot more of a value stock than a stock like Shopify. I mean, where are we trading? You know, if you're you know, 90 cents they made in the quarter, they're estimating next quarter a buck. Could you say they can make four bucks next year? Is that you know a possibility to say that they make four bucks? So if you're looking at it that way, the stock is actually trading with a P of like 19, which is under a, a multiple. And you know what I also like about eBay too is the fact that you're you're buying a lot of different stuff from a lot of different people. Supply chain issues. You know I don't know yeah. how how much that comes into play as much as if it's you know you're selling all new products. So. I kind of don't mind the eBay here. I think I would be a buyer of the dip on eBay. I don't know. Levels-wise, it's a little bit slippery slope because you're taking out the 73.89 low, and then there's nothing in there till 70. I, I, I love 70. I just don't think it gets all the way down to 70. I just crashed my my whole really? browser. My browser. Can you hear me still? Yes. Okay, the show stayed on, but all of my browsers just crashed. Maybe it's time for a new PC. Uh, uh, yeah, you you admit- trying to open them up. I was actually opening it up just to get some fundamental analysis here on eBay for you guys, and it crashed. Oh, okay. Well, so, jumping yeah. in, but anyways, still with you here. Okay, what, uh, what, I didn't get the P. I think the PE, and yeah, I've lost the chat. Yeah, the too. PE. I, I I got you. I got yeah, you. The, the, the eBay. The eBay PE. It's funny we're talking about is, is this number even still relevant? Forward PE on eBay is eighteen. Did I read that right? The stock is not expensive. The stock is not expensive. The growth is still kind of there. I like eBay. Trailing P is 23. So forward P 18. Yeah, I like eBay. Right. It's not expensive. You, you're I, right. I'd be a buyer of this dip. I don't know where. You know what is expensive uh, is Teladoc. PDOC. They also reported earnings last night. And it's the exact same story as Shopify. The earnings... You know, are what they are. The EPS came in above estimates. The sales came in above estimates. Uh, their outlook, though, was again why the, the the growth rate. It's the same thing. The growth rate is slowing. So even though they came in above estimates for this quarter, yeah. people keep all they do. They, they they see year over year, and they see the growth rate declining, yeah. and they, and that's what they hang their hat on. And it is what it is, unfortunately. It's just yeah, but they're that's what they have to hang their hat on because that's yeah. what they're buying it on. 
You're right. So when you're paying nosebleed multiples, you need to see nosebleed growth rates. And you can't see those growth rates start to slow. So Teladoc is the same story. We know this benefited. What is that Tesla chart we're looking at? And we know this benefited. Actually, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Because <laughs> I lost my browser, I was an advertisement that was on the YouTube um, oh, no. thing. So I'm looking at an advertisement. I'm like, where is the Teladoc chart? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I, was like, I was like, I don't see Tesla. Yeah, it was the ad. So nosebleed multiple. We know Teladoc, same thing, Zoom, Peloton, all benefit from accelerated sales during the pandemic. And that is not happening as much. So those growth rates are slowing. Is Teladoc a buy at a certain point in time? I think so. Where that point in time is is the question. I mean, 120, my buying the dip on it today? I don't know. I put Zoom, Peloton, Teladoc all in the same boat. Peloton started breaking down again yesterday. So here's a reversal for you. PTON, 99.36 touches two days ago, and then just loses 10 points in literally 10 hours of trading. Yeah. So you can see that it's turned. Like the sentiment towards these stocks have turned because these are seen as those stay-at-home plays and people, you know, whether you want to, you know, and whether you're with COVID or not COVID, whatever, People are reopening and doing more things. There's just no doubt about it. And these stocks, Peloton, Zoom, and Teladoc are all seen as COVID plays, even though they're their own companies, even though they do have other revenue, and even though they're not totally dependent on COVID, and they will find themselves. Right now, they're just grouped together as COVID plays, and there's a lot of people stuck in these things, and they're using every ride to sell. Peloton was sold too. So it's tough to be a dip buyer in these stocks, which are in clear downtrends for the last eight months. I mean, Teladoc hit $308. It's now $138. Is it overdone to the sell side? Maybe, but maybe it was way overdone to the buy side. I mean, when you started 2020, the stock was like 50, 60 bucks. I, 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 I do think it's a buy at a certain point in time. And I, this chart's important for everyone, you know, buying and, and making money off of you know names like DWAC, that's all great and 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 we we can all joke about how easy it is and fundamentals, fundamentals don't matter because like on the on the teledoc they didn't matter right until they did matter again in the spring right february and march right in april um and really every month since then so this is the other side of that coin is once funded once it turns and then fundamentals do matter again once we once the story cools off so this is an important an important chart, I think. I'm, um, I'm getting multiple people that actually like the charts here. And you know why I think they like it? It's maybe it doesn't look as good, but it's one chart. Joel's got the four chart system going. I've never liked the four chart system, but the chat when we voted on this like three months ago said, no, we like the four chart system. So I don't know what you people, what every, what I shouldn't say you people. That's a Don chart. You don't say you people. You never say you people. But I meant like people, like everyone, not, you know, selective people. What do you mean so, you people? you traders out there, do you like the one chart system or do you like the four chart system when you're looking at our charts here? Well, so Joel uses TradeStation. I'm using Benzino. But he can put one chart on the TradeStation. Uh, he so, can. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. If you want one chart, put one. If you like four charts, put four, and we're going to do a vote. And here oh, we go. They're, they're beating us to it. No, 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 this... no, 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 no. We're not, we're not doing it this way. I'm going to put a survey in Oh, my chat. gosh. There's a lot of fours. I'm not counting. I'm not counting. There's I'm a lot of fours. I, I am putting a survey in the chat right now. Okay? That's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on YouTube. Okay. I'm going to go into the chat. It can... Somebody wants I six charts. I No. No, the fours are oh, by far winning. Oh, so Joel's right. Joel's right so again, man. The key here, I think, would be to use one chart but change the charts. Show a daily, one. a weekly, and maybe an intraday look. Hey, That's there, what I would say. There are only going to be two options, one or four, and I'm putting it 
in there. It's at the. Right. T- There's a there, lot of fours. There's a poll in the chat. Answer the poll. I'm answering the four. I'm putting one, but I mean, there's a lot of fours in there. So put what you like. The fours are winning so far. That's fine. That's there's fine. already been 72 votes in literally seven seconds, and it's 475 percent. So 116 votes now. Stop the count. Stop the count. No, no, keep it going. We got to get it going more than 10 seconds. I, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> we, we, we give them 10 seconds to vote. These people vote, man. We got people that vote. They come out to our polls here. We don't have to worry about our people. They vote. <laughs> <laughs> can't keep saying people they're telling me i had a, even a text from my buddy mike said don't say you people don't say you. Well, what do you mean you don cherry lost do you know the story behind don cherry lost his job on hockey night canada because he said you people you can't yeah, say you people. I, I, you can't say you people yeah you can't um, say you people you traders we can say okay you well, traders all right so we'll keep an eye that would be you know against the non-traders so you shouldn't say that either <laughs> we'll, all right. we'll, we'll keep an eye on the poll. we're gonna get now. ourselves in trouble here Oh, attack Rex. Yeah, Twilio. Uh, again, actually, this one is in- interesting because let me zoom in on this chart. So this is a 15-minute chart there. Uh, EPS beat, sales beat, but guidance was light. Q4 adjusted EPS guidance. They gave a range that they would lose between 23 and 26 cents per share versus an estimate that is that, that, that they would only lose 7 cents per share. Uh, sales guidance w- w- actually came in higher, so a uh, bit of a mixed guidance there. Uh, they have a new uh, COO. Their COO resigned. Um, and this is a once in favor story that is now out of favor. Nosebleed multiples have to have nosebleed growth rates. If those growth rates slow, this is what occurs. Twilio down 15% here. Is it overdone? Maybe. You do have a level 275.60, May 14th. 2021 low that would be your 52 week low if it gets all the way down there i'm not sure it's going to get all the way down there but there's probably some support if you got down to the 275 area 291 maybe early maybe the nosebleed multiples come back in the favor but we've got a theme going on here this morning and it's not buying nosebleed multiple stocks so either that theme has to quickly change here or danger will robinson maybe at some point here i'll just do a a, a, a count to see how many stocks topped out in February, because it does seem like a lot of like a lot of the them. average stock a month ago when we were down like four yeah. percent on the S and P. The average stock, the median stock was yeah. down twenty eight percent. So not the average, the median yeah. stock was down twenty eight percent. Crazy. So like where they were saying, were we ever going to get a correction? Were we ever going to get a correction? What are you looking at? You're looking at the wrong stocks because the median stock means the majority, you know, not the majority, but the you know, average stock down twenty eight percent, twenty eight percent. We were down four or five. We know why SPY has held up. It is because of mega cap tech. Microsoft, huge component, making new all-time highs, blasting off in orbit. Obviously, Facebook has sold off, but Apple's still up near the highs. We're going to get Apple earnings tonight. Yes, I'm still nervous about them. Yes, I intend to hedge a little bit. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm nervous. You're telling me not to be nervous. I'm nervous. I've said it. I've said it multiple times. You know I'm nervous on the Apple report. I do intend to put on an options hedge just to get through the report. Okay. All right. That's fine. I haven't figured out the way yet, though. I might just sell a call spread or something because I don't like buying premium. And yeah, I'm, I'm of the opinion that I don't think the Apple story is over here. Otherwise, I would flat out buy puts. But I think the difficulty for me getting an iPhone, I think there's a lot of other people that have difficulty, you know, getting. And I think their numbers, their expectations might be low, but I don't think they're as low as the Apple might show here tonight. I'm nervous about Apple. 
All right. Well, we, we spent the whole morning talking about stocks that are down. Let's talk, except for Ford. Let's talk about stocks that are up. Uh, let's go to Lending Club. This is your big winner of the day so far. LC. Remember that they, uh, yeah, actually, no, let, let, let's stay on this chart because yeah. this is the daily. Uh, that right there, that, that earnings report in, in the summer, that was like their coming out party. Like, hey, we've changed our business. We've changed our business mm. model. This it's happening again now because look what happened. You know, I'll bring it up a uh, internet chart for this morning. Um, look what happened last night. Their EPS 26 cents versus a three cent estimate sales of 246 versus 221 million dollars. But their guidance, though, their guidance for um fiscal year sales was around 800 million versus a 772 million estimate, and their loan originations guidance was well higher as well. Um, so this is a company that is, that is just, whatever they, they, they changed, it's working for them. When inflation increases to the levels that we're seeing, people got more and more money. No, no, uh, I think so. Yeah. I, I think yes. your average person needs to borrow more money to be chasing. I know right now, you know, like if you're going through and you know, you're doing a build, for instance, you might be borrowing more money. It might be costing you more money. You know, things are costing more money. So average housing price in Ontario year over year up 27%. It's one of the biggest things you're going to use, obviously, when you're borrowing cash. So if you're going to continue to see rising prices, if you believe in inflation, lenders isn't a bad, isn't a bad business to uh, hedge yourself with. So um, I'm not chasing LC up 31% here this morning, uh, but, you know, it's to pull back. I, I, more, I like the banks better, but anyways, LC... Um, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. This thing was. Let's go to a monthly. Look at this monthly chart. Oh my gosh! It's gone. This thing oh. was supposed to be going out of business back in October. Yeah, it was four bucks. It was four dollars a year ago. It was four dollars yeah. a year ago. Yeah, it was one hundred and forty dollars back in twenty fifteen. So we still have a long ways to go back to those levels. But you know what? On pullbacks, I like Lending Club too. I'm a oh, fan. Wow! Wow! Pretty wild stuff. Okay, um, we're gonna. We just, like lenders right now. We are gonna all we, kinds of lenders. Lending okay. clubs, lending banks, lending sharks. We like all lenders right now. I don't know about the last one. Uh, <laughs> hey, real fast. It's 827. I don't want to lose track of the clock. Uh, at 830, we're going to get Q3 GDP. This is our first estimate. Remember, we get uh, one estimate. We, we get one estimate, and then we get a revision, a revised estimate every month. Of so first. I got to go wide. Um Short, you know, behind the, the 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 jobs number, GDP is probably the most important economic data point that we have. Uh, the expectations is um, is that growth slowed, economic growth slowed last quarter. Um, re- remember, we're coming off a massive upswing in GDP coming from the COVID lows, and and uh, GDP grew six point seven percent in Q two on an annualized basis. And the expectations are that GDP would, would uh, only grew 2.7% in Q3. So we're, we're looking at a sequential decline, um, whether you want to blame the Delta variant, whether you want to blame just a, a, a normal, you know, we're in like this like zigzag and it's got to normalize a little bit, whether you want to blame that. Um, but the, the estimate here is for slow, slowing growth in Q3 compared to Q2. Um, We'll see what what the, the numbers are. We're gonna get them in like a minute and a half here. So maybe go a little wide. I GDP like 
pre-COVID was not a data point that really would move the market all that much. But uh, let me bring up. Like a, I don't think it's. I'm not going wide. If I get picked off, congratulations, high frequency trader. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll read you the number as, as it comes. Actually, you know what? We never do this. Let's do this right now. I'm gonna turn on the squawk right now. And we're going to have Charles. Charles. Live Charles. We love Charles. Wait, my squawk ain't working, though. <laughs> you got to refresh I, your Benzinger I, 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 I got to refresh my browser. Hold on. Uh, it likes can, a refresh every two days. If I can do it in time, then I would. There it is. Okay. Um, I, I just turned on squawk. Victor there he is. Okay. Well, I'll be quiet. We'll listen to Charles. Does he know we're listening? No, he does not. So Aviv announcing issuance of new device and methods patent in the U.S. That's Victor India. Victor, so you listening to Benzinga Pro. This Charles. is the Benzinga Pro squawk. He will squawk GDP when it comes in like thirty-four seconds. And he um, squawks all the news as it breaks. Yep. So I always listen to Charles. When I'm not listening to our show, I'm listening to Charles. Yeah, Charles is the man. Yeah, and Charles he, wakes up at like four o'clock in the morning. He does. He wait. He's online at four thirty or five, and he's yeah. online until five. Basically, he's twelve hours a day. Okay. He's so, a workhorse. It's not worth it to do another earnings report because we're, we're going to get GDP right now. So we might as well just wait. Here, I'll, I'll pull up a chart and we might as well just wait. And we'll, and we'll, we'll just here sit we here together. We're 30, we're 30 cents wide on SPY. We're waiting for Charles to talk. Yeah. Oh, now we're only 5 cents wide on SPY. So it must be a nothing burger. I'm calling nothing burger, Charles. Where are you, Charles? Charles says nothing burger too because he's saying nothing. He's lurking. He's lurking in the background. Yes. Yes, Darren. You're listening to Benzinga. Listening to Benzinga. Correct. <laughs> we're listening to Benzinga. Listen to Benzinga. We haven't moved a nickel. This is a big nothing burger so far. Well, I don't even know the numbers out. They're waiting on it. Q3. They're just talking at the start to get it. Yeah. Q3 GDP. There we go. Two point two percent. Two percent growth annualized in Q2 versus a two point seven percent estimate. So okay, it, it, came, a little slower. It, it came in a little bit below where we thought. Came in a little below where we thought here. I'm, I'm just going to mute Charles because I beamed to the punch. Uh, okay. Sorry, Charles. Sorry, Charles. Charles didn't know. He would have squawked the GDP for us. No, no. He, he, uh, maybe he doesn't even care. <laughs> I think that's it. He sees Spy move four cents. He's like, I'm not even bothering saying that. All right. I, I think so. Charles is a trader. All that buildup. All that buildup for nothing. I know. See, I told you I didn't know to go wide. Right. It didn't move. We literally did not move. Okay. Let's move on. Sorry, everyone. I thought it, I, I thought it could be a something and it was a nothing. When I go um, wide, people saying, what do you mean when I go wide? Okay, so basically, if you're a market maker, and I'm not a market maker anymore, but I have some orders out there. So market makers will be tight quoting like this. And when there's news coming, they back their quotes off so that they don't get picked off by another informed trader. So what they do is when I say go wide is they move their bids and their offers out a little bit. So if you're bidding 25 to 25.05, maybe go 24.75 to 25.25. That's what I mean by go wide. So it's a little bit of a joke because I'm not a market maker, but I do have orders out there. So sometimes I will cancel all my orders, like floating orders where I'm trying to work out of, you know, some of my arbitrage trades or some of my different trades. Maybe there's a news trade. You know, I, you know, I like to do TLT versus the banks and I do all kinds of other uh, funky trades, stat herb stuff. So when they say go wide, it just means move my orders out a little bit so I don't get picked off by that high frequency trader. All right, let's go to, let's go away from tech here and, and, and let's go to the Caterpillar here. Because cat's trading hot. Cat. Yeah, cat's cat's looking good this morning. It's a value day. It it, it very well might be. The EPS Feels like it. EPS came in higher. Let me pull up a chart here. Uh that's by. But uh cat EPS two dollars and sixty six cents versus a two dollar and twenty cent estimate. 
out for one minute. There, there we go. Uh, sales 12.4 for 12.48 billion. So a little bit light on the sales, but a nice uh, earnings per share beat uh, for the cat. And, and yeah, like you said, today very well might, might be a, might be a value day. I think so. Yeah. Feels like a value day. Yeah. I've seen value days before. This feels like a value day. And speaking of value, what about Merck this morning? You saw you saw that one, right? It's good for me. Long term portfolio is happy about that one. It's been absolutely hammered in Lockheed Martin and Intel, but it likes Merck. Merck EPS beat, sales beat, and then strong guidance, and then they're going to like double down on their uh, their COVID uh, pill, their antiviral pill. They're going all in on COVID pills. Yeah. Yeah, so if you bought Merck, let me zoom in on this. If you bought Merck, uh, you know, like a month ago, you know, you, you just had the big, as big a move as you would have had in the previous, um, I don't know, that print is wrong, but it, it, in the previous several months is, is, is my point. It, this Merck is, for Merck, oh, the last nice. month has been wild for Merck. This is a slow, stodgy stock. So eighty-four dollars. So I'm going to the book. Sometimes when you, you know you see big, you know moves like this, it's always a good exercise to go and look in the book. And eighty-four bucks, I see sixty thousand shares up there. That's a big number for it. So that's going to be your major resistance point. That's taken right from the NYSE open book. Those are orders that are put on there that aren't in the pre-market. So when you're going on the NYSE exchange itself it doesn't open till 9 30 so it can give you a feel for is there some sellers in this and i'm seeing a big seller at 84 so i would think it gets up there in the higher 83s and would struggle there so what's it done pre-market uh it's higher we're at 83 what's the high did the 84 hold no it's the highest 83.65 okay so it didn't yeah so the 84 hold held is what i mean yeah, so it didn't trade that. above that 84 high so yeah. again, looking, you know, at stuff like that, that's, you know, just trying to give me an edge to figure out where is liquidity, you know, where is their sellers, where is their buyers. So looking at it, you know, I often look at the book when on these earnings reports, if they're not, if they're trading like 100 million shares, it doesn't matter anything, the nothing in the book matters. But 273,000 shares, 60,000 shares is 20% of the pre-market volume. So it is something, you know, sometimes you'll see like a million shares there and it's like, okay, well, that's a wall. Because it's only trade two seventy three, it's you know got very little chance right. to get through there at least in the pre market regular session volume picks up. It can take anything out, but you know it's an exercise that I look at for an edge. You can subscribe to the NYSE Open Book through your broker at sixty bucks a month. I know people don't like to pay for information. I'll tell you, I make money because I pay for information. Okay, information. Um, update on our poll: it's sixty five percent in favor of four charts, thirty five percent in favor Joel of wins. chart. Joel wins. Well, it's not, not even I, I'm not ending winning. the poll. I'm not ending the poll. We're not stopping the count yet. We're on it. Yeah, we got to get the chance for those ones to come back. Stopping the count yet, but uh, hey, let's let's look at Mastercard here. Mastercard had a brutal day yesterday. Got hammered uh, off. And of I'm going to stop and just say one thing. I yeah. I kind I'm long Mastercard in the long term account. I kind of wanted to go long in this account because it was like this Visa has set the bar. Solo for MasterCard, yeah. and they really did. And then he had Kramer coming out and after yeah. hours, and he sends his little uh, message out through his little investors club that he was buying MasterCard more, adding to it. So, anyways, you're at this point. Give us the numbers here. Expectations before you know Spencer gives the numbers were super duper low and going into this quarter, thanks to Visa. And so and then up. MasterCard comes out and beats on the top line earnings, beats on the bottom line. I'm sorry, top line revenue and beats on the bottom line earnings. And uh, and, and then all the media is going to look out. Visa, what are you doing wrong? <laughs> you know what you did most wrong, Visa? You reported first. 
Don't report first if you're going to report bad numbers. Report second if you're going to report bad numbers. So what I would say, corporations, if you're planning on reporting bad numbers, move your earnings report after MasterCard. Maybe they'll forgive you a little bit more. <laughs> That's a joke a little bit, but it actually is funny. That's the way this market is. It's just little edges like that. And if the expectations are set really low, you know, now the bar for MasterCard is probably here. Visa just dropped it down into the floor. Can we get over the floor bar? Yeah, we can walk over it. And that's what MasterCard did. Yep, it's exactly right. Um, okay, so we just covered like 15 stocks. It feels like there are more earnings. We can do like Comcast. We can do ServiceNow. But I want to open the floor up to the chat because I've, I haven't really been able to focus too much on that today. Uh, is there any earnings you would like us to cover that we have not yet covered? Um, because there is like a hundred and we can't get to all of them. So if you've put a message in the chat and, and I, uh, I may have missed it. I apologize. So, cause otherwise we're just going to do the ones we want to do. Right. Exactly. That's how we roll. Oh, you know, so, what? We, maybe we should look ahead a little bit to, to tonight. And we already did a little bit with Apple. Yeah. But tonight, so check this out. Let me put on my chart. Tonight you got check it out, check it out, check it out. You got Apple. You got you know no. Let me go to a calendar. You got Apple. What's today? The twenty eighth. Yeah. You yeah. Got Apple. You got Amazon. Let's go to uh, importance here. Bah, bah, bah. There we go. Lucky filter by that importance. You got all the big guns. Oh yeah, Apple. but you got okay. You got Amazon. I'm going by after. You got Gilead, right? You got. I'm just I don't looking. give Gilead that much importance. Okay. We need yeah. to lower them in the ranking of importance. Fine. You got a team. You got U.S. Steel. You got uh, Striker is not that interesting to me. Uh, so here's an exercise, and this is what I do every single Sunday night: is I write down all of the earnings reports that report that week, all the major ones. I write them all on my sheet. You know, and there's a lot. There's a lot of earnings on there. But I write down all the major ones. So right at the top of my Thursday night list, I, I do morning and night. So I go morning, night, morning, night, morning, night, morning, night. On the top of my Thursday night list is Apple. Number second is Amazon. And then it starts to go down from there. I've got Starbucks. I've got U.S. Steel. I do have Gilead in the top six. So I guess on this day it was okay. I have Western Digital. Team has made my list. Um, and then it starts to go down from there. So not as many. But Apple and Amazon are your highlights here tonight. Everybody's going to be looking at those reports. Obviously, sometimes what happens is they go in opposite directions. This is the way these things work. So whoever reports first, if they get hit, the other one has a lower bar all of a sudden. Even though Apple and Amazon really have virtually nothing to do with each other, you see that happen as well, where it's just the fact that they don't want to slam two stocks that are that big in the S&P. So when you have two major components reporting, if one disappoints, all of a sudden they can lower the bar for the other S&P. And it's crazy, but it's true. It can lower the bar for the other one. So, you know, we saw this to a certain extent last night or two nights ago with Microsoft obviously doing very well and then Google getting hit. I know Google came back and had an awesome day, amazing day for Google on the reversal. Um, but, you know, and, and making new highs. I mean, that Google was just incredible. It was down 50 bucks after hours. Ended up going up 200 points basically from where it was trading after hours. So huge move for Google, up seven eight percent from the after hours lows. But you know, keep that in mind. If that one comes out, if Amazon comes out, then all of a sudden you know, and they beat, then all of a sudden the bar is a little bit higher for Apple that night because that's your ETF players that'll be looking to hit something. Yeah, there's going to be trades to be made today or tonight in like not just in Apple and Amazon, but also like in the queues, right? Because Apple and Amazon and or in the spy. 
right? Because Apple and Amazon make so much. What do they? What do they make combined? What? What is it like? Like ten percent of, of of the S and P? It's really high. Yeah, Something it's like probably that. maybe more than ten percent, Spencer. Yeah. I think it might be twelve. Okay, so I was close, but uh, yeah. Well, let's go look. So you know, you can go in your pro. You probably have this in your pro as well. If we want to just look it up, but we'll look up spy, and then you know the queues obviously as well. It's huge in the queues too. So that's you right. know, we when we often see you know I've talked about this. So Apple actually you're very close to ten percent. Sorry, Apple is six point zero three percent. Amazon is three point eight percent. So you're almost right on the money at ten percent. Nice. Spencer Israel knows his ETFs. I do. Two companies oh. making up 10%. The other 498 will make up the other 90. We know Microsoft's the biggest one at six and a half. So we know the top 10 components are almost 30% of the index. So that's why SPY holds up so much better, despite the average stock being down 28%. All right. Uh, we also knew uh, Starbucks. Yes, someone asked about that. Starbucks is tonight. I did sell my Starbucks, by the way. I sold it last week. So um, I'm out. But yeah, I'm just, the, you, you know what scared me was the. Uh, what restaurant? What, um, uh, uh, who eat? Yeah, eat, it was eat. Thank you. Eat yeah. scared me. Yeah, eat scared me. So eat I scared out. a lot of restaurants. Yep, they've forgotten so. it though. Like DRI started coming back. They forget about stuff. Mickey D's, maybe the bars are Mickey D's did okay, but I guess eats the sit down casual. So you gotta look at the direct comp for eat is DRI. All right, uh, I asked the chat for tickers and then I and then they came through. So let's go through and, and take a look at these. KLAC is one. They had earnings. Uh, Chip Play they had earnings last night. EPS hey. uh, they beat sales. They beat. They gave strong. Uh, yeah, mostly strong EPS guidance because they gave a range, but the midpoint on that range was higher than the estimate. They gave sales guidance as well. That looks like it was higher than the estimates as well. And uh, KLAC up. Uh, for almost five percent. What's month? the multiple on KLAC? I feel like it's lower. Probably cheap. Go to overview. Yeah. Forward third. What does that say? Thirteen or eighteen? Eighteen, I think. It's so here is the deal. What we're seeing here clearly in this earnings is they're selling tech growth and they're buying tech value. That is what we are clearly seeing here overnight. Now those trends can change, but if you look at the tech stocks that are trading higher here this morning, KLAC value tech. And obviously, we know the Shopify's. We went through them already this morning. If you weren't here, you can rewind the tape. Twilio, we didn't give ServiceNow any love, but you know it's okay. disappointed too. There's a clear rotation, although Now's come a long ways back from the after-hours lows. But there's been a clear rotation overnight from value, uh, from growth tech to value tech. So value tech a little bit back in favor, and value overall, I feel like value is having a better day here today. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, okay, the other big movers in the morning, these are not earnings related, but uh, again, it's this is deja vu all over again. FUTU and TIGR, Futu and Tiger, these are the Chinese brokerages. Oh. It, it's the same headline. It literally is verbatim the same headline as like two weeks ago, which oh. is, yes, the Chinese government, whether it's the central bank or, or regulators or whomever, is saying you're 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 operating illegally you are you're not operating within the bounds that we want you to operate in you we're coming for you we already got this headline like four times another torpedo into some of their companies into a sector here futu february high over 200 dollars a share that is long gone you now got down now you're down 75 percent from the all-time high I don't know where these things stop. You know, are some of them cheap? Sure. But we saw how long Alibaba stayed out of favor before it finally started to bounce just because it got their valuation. It was just getting to a point of absolute ridiculousness. 
Um, I'd say $50 if you just want to talk technically, because that's where you broke out from at the beginning of 2021. You had major resistance at 51 back in November of 2020, and then you had the breakout, and then we had the ridiculous you know, run from January, February, where everything just blasted off into orbit, and most of those stocks never saw those February highs again, but 50 to 200. So you'd think logically that maybe you got a bounce level at 50, but trying oh, wow. to call the bottom on stocks that are going down, especially when they're going down because of China, you know, getting down and dirty in your sector is always a dangerous game. Well, look at that, Dennis. That's Fuchu and, and up FinTech together. Look at that. Tiger. That's a great yeah. ticker symbol. I love Tiger. I love that ticker symbol, not the stock. Okay, we were asked to look at Overstock. They also reported earnings. I'll give those numbers now. They were out this morning. EPS beat 63 cents versus 47 cents. Come on, Chart. Uh, sales of 689 versus 682 million dollars. There it is. Um, a conference call is in progress. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but uh, the stock is trading higher this morning. Wow, up eight percent. It's yeah. a nice move up for Overstock. It's kind of just been sitting around, not doing much, and expectations. It got hit two days into this report. Some people were nervous about this report. With that being said, you're snapping back right into a major area of resistance. Back in July, 85.64, the high. Recently, we got up to 86.46. I'm going to say 85 to 86 major resistance. Overstock is a wild child, though. And this stock, um, you know, is really one. It's a hard one to trade off earnings. I've tried to trade this off earnings before. And it is wide and unpredictable. Uh, so I've seen Overstock rally up and then give it all back. I've seen Overstock rally and then continue to rally. To so this daily. is a really tough one to trade off earnings. Go to a daily. Wow. Look at that. Look at that move. I'll never forget that move last year. This, this was your biggest gainer of the year for a while in terms of percent was Overstock. Of all the stocks that got crushed and came back, none didn't, none more so than Overstock last year. Um Pretty wild stuff. Did we cover Ford? Yes, Brian. We cover Ford at the top of the show. So rewind for that. Can we talk iRobot and bring up the after hours chart of it too? Because it's yeah. a fun one to talk about here. Okay. After hours, earning zoom yeah, way. This in is there. the this was the wildest after hours for iRobot. This thing yo-yoed around in eight, nine percent ranges. So give us the numbers. So you get the initial numbers that hit yeah. the board. And they're good. And it's like, whoa, that's a blow away for iRobot. So bring it up. Yeah, the uh where's the the, the chart there? So the EPS a buck sixty-seven versus seventy cents. That's a big beat. A buck sixty-seven Huge versus, beat. versus seventy cents. Sales of four forty versus four seventeen million dollars. Um well, there let's go to a one minute chart. That's there you go. That looks better. Look at that. Rip roaring up ten percent on the report. Everything's going great, but then the next line. The next line comes out, and they lowered guidance. <laughs> so okay. then they turned around. They bought it up 10% on the initial headlines, all the news algos. And then the next line, they look, oh, they lowered guidance. And then they slammed it all the way down to 74 So they So here's, here's the tail of the tape. From $77 up to $84 and change, then down to $74 and change because they lowered guidance. And they're like, no, no, maybe it's not that bad, though. Then they rallied all the way back up to 82 and then back down to 75 again. And now we're just settling out here, and it's like back at even. <sighs> that is the craziest after-hours action. I was watching iRobot just yo-yo all, all over the place after-hours because great beat on the top and the bottom, but the lowered guidance, they never like it lowering guidance. And, and the evil, doc, evil DJ there in the chat is right. There's been a lot of companies that are lowering guidance. Supply chain issues probably here as well. I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't read the report. I just saw the lowering guidance. I'm a headline reader too. Headline breaks lower in guidance. It's like, oh, that's not good. And they slam it down. 
Then they bought it back and they slam it down again. So they don't know what they want to do with it. Now it's just hanging out at flat. But it did anything but hang out at flat last night. It was a wild stock to trade on earnings. You know what report is interesting this morning to me is Comcast. Because specifically, they warned. They already warned about a month ago. Remember, they were speaking at the Goldman Sachs conference. And they came out and, and, and they like talked down their streaming growth like a month ago. And it looks like that worked because the report is out today and I, it's fine, I guess. They beat and they beat. But the stock is trading hot. I, I, I didn't see what the streaming numbers were. But they already like lowered the bar for themselves at that Goldman Sachs conference. Uh, like Peacock growth. Um, and it seems to have worked for them because they're up 3% today. I don't like any of the cable companies. Visa, Comcast, and Verizon. I don't like any of them. Next. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, one thing we cover? We did not cover Upwork. That's trading down off their report. The same story as the pandemic. Uh, tailwind. Growth tech. Yeah, growth tech. So no, real, favor. no real surprise not there. Not today. Yeah. Upwork we- is a loved stock, though. It, it'll find buyers in here, and it's obviously down in three days from 62. So I'd be more inclined to buy the dip, but I'd wait to just see because, you know, these things can get really ugly. You know, people were coming in trying to buy the Twilio dip last night. It was down 25, and then it's down 50. So I wait till the dust settles. I wouldn't mind buying the dip on an up. All right, we we had a couple airlines report Spirit and Allegiant. We can look at here. I'll pull up save on the on the screen here. Uh, Spirit, uh, so hard because they're all just losing money. So uh, they lost less money than they did a year Ooh. ago. That's cool. Sales of uh, nine twenty two. Yeah. Everything was better than it was a year ago for Spirit and for Allegiant. It's the same exact story. So airlines massively oversold. It's basically been cut in half since it's February highs when it was over $40. Um, is it all priced in? I, I kind of, I, like I said before, if I was playing the, uh, the reopening trade, I'd go to the cruise lines or the casinos before the airlines, but I'll give you the airlines are oversold. Could they have a dead cat bounce? Yeah, they could, but a lot of overhead supply, a lot of bag holders holding these things. Always tougher for stocks to start moving higher when there's so many people caught long. Yes, and unfortunately, because we, we looked at this like a, a, few, a couple weeks ago, and we looked at every airline stock together, and they trade identically to one another. There really is no – honestly, I, I almost think there's almost there's, – there's basically no point in trying to pick one. Here, I'll, I'll do I'll do it again right now for you. The They're X, all on top of each it, other. It takes two seconds. LUV right? with a lo- little lower beta, though. Here, I'll, I'll do them all. Right, UAL, uh, AAL. Here, I think that's all of them. Okay, or the major yeah. ones. AAL, you can say, oh wow, great performance in AAL, but just got a little bit more overdone in February. So right. is it? Yeah, but well, yes, there's They're a different. All- but yes, they're but... all you can look at the charts on top of each other. Yeah. They're all ridiculously related. That's why you know I pissed and trade all these things. What's that mean? I trade them all against each other. So you get one that's breaking out, the other one, you know, you pick up the laggard and you sometimes even short the leaders. So, you know, they're going like this, but they all kind of track each other. So those little gyrations, the noise, you can extract alpha from the noise of one getting ahead of itself and one falling behind itself because they seem to play the catch up. Obviously, in the long run, you know, there is issues like fundamentals, you know, better performing companies are going to do. You have to respect that the LUV beta is a little bit lower than the AAL beta. But overall, these stocks all track each other very closely. Um, okay. I saw this ticker just mentioned, and I'll throw it out there. So the big loser of the day is nothing to do with earnings. What is it? It is RFL. And this is a rule of thumb. If you are investing in a biotech company that has one drug, one drug in the pipeline, 
then you have to know that this can happen. Because the news today is that RFL, uh, had their, their latest trial, their phase two trial, uh, did not meet its primary endpoint. And then they halted the phase three. I'm sorry, it was the phase three. And they, they actually halted the trial. Wow. Yeah. So they, the trial did not meet the primary endpoint, and they halted. This is for a this is for a pancreatic cancer treatment. Um, it is the only drug in their pipeline. They have nothing else. So this can happen. Can a yeah. stock go from six to ten? Yeah. Can a stock go from six back to thirty on these drug stocks? Not likely. So I'm not saying I'd buy it at six, but a stock can also go from six to three. So one thing that people don't consider is like it's only six bucks. It was sixty dollars. It's got to come back. Well, if the stock goes down to three twenty-five from six fifty, you just lost half your money. Mm-hmm. So and three dollars isn't that far away from here to lose half your money. So I never short stocks, you know, when they come down this far because they can be snapback rallies. But overall, it's hard for these stocks to turn it around um, once they start falling this much. The stock's down ninety percent from the highs. When you're buying stocks down 90% from the highs, it's rare that they turn the stories around. Yeah, because think about all the people now. Everyone's only- dead. Everyone's yes. just destroyed in it. Yes. You know, and they're like, oh, if it gets back, well, I don't even know. Like when it's gapped from down from 30 to 6, it's a huge gap. So that's why it's going to be wild. It can go anywhere. Could it go to 758 bucks? It could. Could also go back down to five. It's a coin flip at this point in time. Hard to just, a lot of people naturally, and I used to do this when I first started trading. It's like, oh, stock's down from 30 to 6. Well, you know, it's just too cheap now. It's eventually going to come back. Not yeah, pharmaceutical and, and, and companies. A lot are, of them don't come back, and you write them off two years later when they're at like a dollar. That yeah, can yeah. happen. Not saying it's going to happen here, but a lot of them continue to leak. And then people are dropping tickers in the chat. That, that yes, that, like right, Chris is mentioning CRTX. Someone mentioned Sava. Someone uh, come back. Sava. Well, no, well, no, but the point is though, like this is like this also happened in those, right? This happened in Sava. This happened in CRTX. CRTX did not really bounce at all yesterday. So if you were coming in saying, "Oh, CRTX down from." 60 to 18 where it opened yesterday you're like well you know 18 it's going to come back well now it's 13 so you bought that dip and you're down 30 percent after the fact so buying these pharmaceutical companies on bad news can be very bad for your portfolio a lot of times we'll just say yes yes um so just want to put that out there. the odd one bounces though like i said you know it's going to move around could go to seven eight yeah but it could go down to five so at this point in time it's a coin flip here don't just bank that oh it's eventually going back to 30 because most of the time they don't okay i've seen uh, several mentions of dwac i guess here's the good news on dwac right is you're holding the low the low of the recent move which was yes two days ago right two days ago i think that low was or was it yesterday mm. i don't know yeah. yeah, and that is and that is important. So we don't have a lot of candles here since DWAC went full Trump. We only have five candles. So you got to look at that and say, yes, okay, 52, okay. 55, I'll call it a sloppy double bottom, and that's important. So it did reach the previous day's low, but then it closed above it. So you know where the major support is. Major resistance is going to be the previous day's high at 91. So you're still bouncing around in here. Is the DWAC story over? I don't think it is to be honest i don't think the dwac story is completely over here yet i'm not coming in at 71 and buying it but if it gives me a setup it, it's too wide it's too hard to control the risk because right now if i was coming in buy it at 70 you really got to give it to 52 and that's just too much i can't give something like 20 percent or 25 percent. you know that's it's too wide for me so i need something tighter you know yesterday you could have said even i was going to give it to 55 the low well, if it breaches it i'll get out well then you get stopped out so it's a tough stock to control the risk on. 
Obviously, you know, some people make some money because they're just, you know, don't control risk and they just let things go anywhere. And in that case, you know, some things can work out, but I like to control the risk because I don't want to be left with a big loser. And then frankly, the uh, B, BKKT is the same thing. Fact. Same exact, same exact situation for you, right? It's just, you, you got to give yourself a lot of room. Therefore, it's too wide. Therefore, like you, too you, you have room. to have a high risk tolerance is what it is. But it's not even that. It's it's the problem is in in traders for if you want longevity in this industry, you've got to be able to control risk. Yep. So how I don't understand how you can control the risk in something like Bach. You know when it's BKKT when it's got a fifty percent range, twenty to thirty. I mean, it, it it's so difficult. You know that's a one day. That's a one day candle, and then things are moving around this much. Uh, if you're if you're controlling with stops, you're getting stopped out on everything. So you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to buy it at 30. I'm going to put my stop at 29, you know, and if it breaches the previous day's low, you know, then I'm going to be in. But a lot of times they just go down there and then they go back up. So it's just like the gyrations will just stop you out of everything. Mm-hmm. It hits all stops. Mm-hmm. When stocks are that wild, they hit all stocks, uh, all stops. And if I can't control it with stops, then, well, I could just get away from you too. You could say, okay, well, I'm just going to buy it. And, you know, I know if I put a stop at 28, it's going to hit my stop. But then it goes 28 and then it goes 27, 26, 25. And you're like, why didn't I stop myself out? So it's very hard to trade this stuff. It's the hardest stuff to trade. It's wild. Yes. Um, you know, people think they want to get rich fast. They don't want to trade Boeing Ford. They don't want to trade Boeing Apple. They want to trade exciting. Yeah. And you know what? There's just a lot of risk in there. It's not my cup of tea. I'm into base hits, base hits. Bach is trying to swing for the fences. And I don't know if I'm going to strike out. Hey, uh, let's take a quick look at ratings. Weren't there a couple that you, you had written down? I think there was, because uh, yeah, I there was um, one small company, um, IFRX, I believe. Yep. Yes. In, Infla, Inflarix. Yeah, the first time I've heard of this company. So, but it's interesting. Where the market is so hungry for the next, you know, slow price stock. When you get RJ coming out and upgrading the stock, an RJ upgrade on a stock, and it's a smaller cap stock, and they did put a fourteen dollar price target on it. I typically move the stock 10, 15% normal markets. We are not in Kansas anymore. People want anything. Oh my goodness, there's another penny stock I can get a hold of and it's going to run and I'm going to get rich on it. That's the mindset behind these stocks right now. They've bid this stock up 60% because an analyst has an opinion that they think it might go to 14. That is the market that we are in right now. Everybody values everybody else's opinion more than their own. It's like people don't want to make opinions for themselves. They want the opinions given to them on social media, given to them by an analyst. Then they want to jump on board and they want to get rich. I will say I would never pay up 60% for a stock. Could it go up more? It's the kind of market it could do anything. One thing, if you are trading these stocks, once they get over five, um, they, they usually have major resistance at the fives. So a lot of times they're not marginable in most retail brokerages below five. So keep that in mind. I think IFRX will have some trouble at five. But again, you know, I don't know if social media has grabbed a hold of this or not, but that's a crazy move for just an upgrade. You rarely see a stock move up 59% on an upgrade. That's Fred Tap, thank you for one of the much. biggest upgrades of one of the biggest yeah. moves off an upgrade I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm it, not chasing it up 60% on an upgrade. This is a small cap, right? A $180 million company. People are hungry for those here, stocks. Here, here, right you now. know what? They uh, want those stocks. Let, let's look in the pro here IFRX. How many ratings do we even have? Oh, that's actually more than I would have guessed. Um, we it looks like we have our last rating we have from wait, did I get the ticker right? IFRX? I did, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Um August. We have actually this is not not nothing. 
I, I would have expected a lot less than this. But we got how many ratings? This, the whole what did they do in August? Who did it in August? It was it was Raymond James uh, again. It was just maintaining their outperform but lowering their price target. So they went. So stop. Yeah. So Raymond James goes here. Uh, um, okay, they, I'll they, start. They, I'll start. They lower, no, well, back back it up. Back it up. Well, let's go back right. to uh, 2018. They they initiate coverage with a $44 price target. That's, In 2018. 2018. Let's go fast forward two years. And they were dead wrong. Well, let's fast forward two years. It looks like they stopped coverage and they started again. Or, or yeah. And they, so then they upgrade or, or they announce. What, no, they, they, they upgrade, upgrade the stock. Upgrade. So it looks like, yeah. Okay. They upgrade to outperform, gave it $10. That yeah, was, so they went from a forty-eight dollar price target to ten dollar price here because something happened back in twenty nineteen. The stock lost like ninety percent. Yeah, went from fifty dollars down to like two three bucks. Yeah. So, so I mean, so here you are, this RJ, and and then they go in August and they lowered their price target. Now they upgraded from outperformed to strong buy. I don't know what the hell the difference. I don't even know what that means. What does that? I don't mean? even know what that means. They both look like buy. Most brokers, their outperform is a buy rating. So they go from buy to strong buy. And they've been wrong about these price targets before. So all this information given to you, this analyst has obviously had it dead wrong when they were had a $44 price target back in 2018. I don't know if it's the same analyst or not. Is it the same person? I they have the name? It, it, it's the same person. Anyway, same company. They've had it wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> and now they come out and they put a you know a $14 price target, go from buy to strong buy, and everybody's like, oh! Well, this analyst has been wrong a lot of times. So just keep is. that in mind when you're chasing the stock up 57%. I have no position on it. I would never chase a stock of 57% on an upgrade. Uh, last one here. Can it's you... not even a real upgrade. It's from buy to strong buy. I don't even know if I consider that an upgrade, even though it says upgrade. Wait, last one. Can you look at Snap real quick? Because yep. people have asked about Snap. Twitter, too, yesterday. We should talk Twitter. Oh, Twitter got smoked. Smoked. And we were like, oh, this is, I don't think it's going to. Dan Nathan said, too, don't think it's going to get away from you. I was like, I don't know what to say about this one. But I don't want to chase it. It was up at 63. They pulled the rug out from under this, and they hammered the stock. I did not see that one coming. Down to 55. Now, everybody's caught. Everybody who bought that earnings report, chasing it up on earnings report, punished severely. So, Snap, we can look at that, too. It really hasn't got off the mat. You think, okay, I'm going to buy the dip on Snap at 55. Now it's 52. When the stock goes from fifty-five, from 60 to 55 to 52, they usually go to 50. So, now you think, okay, is the Snap going to bounce at 50? Well, there's some support in there, maybe. But, again, it's t- troublesome. When you've got stocks disappointing, they can stay out of favor for a lot longer than you think. So all social media, Snap, Twitter, um, Pinterest to a certain extent now, because unless the deal comes back from PayPal, Pinterest is in free fall here now, too. And we talked about that down to 45. Ugly day for it yesterday. All these stocks, even Facebook itself, all these stocks are out of favor right now. Yep. Big time. All right, look at that. We made it through an hour. No Joel and no guests. Both of our guests today canceled last minute. Mark Chaikin and Peter Tuckman. Chaikin canceled um, us? Yeah, he said he had, like, oh. he had to catch a flight or something like that. So, oh. so no Joel, no guests, and we made it through an hour. Dennis, thank you so much. Hey, who dropped us that super chat? Uh, thank Fred, you. Fred Tapp, thank you so much for the super chat. We appreciate that. And, uh, Dennis, have a good rest of your day, and we will see you tomorrow, man. All right. Um, Here's the deal. We got a few minutes, and then day two of the Benzinga Small Cap Conference is going to start in about 10 minutes from now. Uh, I'm just going to hang out with you all in the meantime. Mitch can come on, and we'll do a, a crypto update right now because we didn't do any yesterday. So that was that that, that was not good. Uh, so we got to do a crypto update right now. 
Show of hands. Should we just convert this show into just a straight up meme coin show? Because that's what this market has become, right? I mean, forget about Bitcoin and ETH. Bitcoin and ETH are boring. Who cares, right? Who cares? Serious question. Um, I, I, I'm i going to end the, the survey in the chat and I want to do a new one. And the new one is going to be, do you own Sheeb? And I'm, I'm completely serious. I, I'm ending this. The sur- the, I'm ending the poll. It's over. Four charts win. Congratulations. New poll. Do you own Shiba Inu? And then, yes, no. I am completely serious with this question. Because, and if you own it, where do you own it is another question. Because th- this is the difficult part about, like, if you're like Robinhood, for example, and because they're, they're listing Shiba in, like, what, a week, I think? It's so hard to keep up with memes. You can't keep up with memes. They move so fast. It's so difficult to keep up. Like by the time Robin Hood gets around to listening Shiba Inu, I worry like it'll be we'll be on to, to the next one. Maybe we already are on to the next one. Floki, right? Jaquami says Coinbase. Okay, is, is how is how they own it. Etoro, I'm seeing. Okay, yeah, I see. No, I see you, Floki. Yeah. All, all right. right. What? What? Can what, you... what? All right, let me make sure that people can hear me because my I, mic is being a little bit weird. But I think you can hear me now. I wanted you to hear the song that was on earlier oh, please. so that you could hear it. Please. Oh, sorry. There you go. Put it on there. Wait, I don't Boom. Hear it. <laughs> how, how long was this playing earlier? For like two or three minutes. Oh, Okay, enough. That, that, that's enough of that. Um, <laughs> it's still on. That's the funny Look, part. Guys, I didn't get to hear it before, okay? So he was just doing it to show me. Please. The anyway. funny part was I forgot that it picked up all my computer sounds. So uh, it was playing in the background, and I didn't even have it on the screen yet. It was still oh, just no. going. <laughs> no. Anyway, back to the heat map. You see green across the board. Uh, good for everyone. Yay. Yay for us. Yay for all of, all of us that own crypto. <laughs> um, and, and now I just wish I owned more. But that's the way it goes, right? That's the way it goes. Uh, as a reminder, you can get some free Bitcoin. All you have to do is download the Voyager app. Use the offer code Z-I-N-G, Zing. Fund your account with 100 bucks, Make your first trade. And they will give you $50 of Bitcoin for free. Honestly, I don't think we need to be on camera today. We could just put that GIF on all day and we'd probably have like 10,000 people watch. I actually have debated this. Like, <laughs> like, what if I just do a stream and I put like the chart up of some crypto, whether it's Doge or Shiba or whatever, and I just leave the chart up there all night and leave the stream going? I'll probably get like 10,000, 20,000 views. Just put that music in the background. You got it, Spencer. I think I might do that. <laughs> Let's try it tonight. <laughs> I honestly might do that. We'll, we'll try. We'll, we'll do a SHIB weekend. Uh, Alex is asking how to, how to buy Floki. Not in the U.S., man. Not in the U.S. That's at least what I saw. I tried to buy it today. I went to their website, and they they tell me, oh, 4, 4 to 5% slippage on Pancake. I who, was like, who cares about slippage when you're going up 1,000%? <laughs> Five percent slippage. Get ready, guys. Oh gosh, this 
it, see, it's fun. Like, like it's all fun in games until the party ends, and then it's not fun. But like, th- this is fun. It feels like a casino. I, 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 I'm with you guys. Like, it, it's crazy. It's dumb, but I'm here for it. NFTs um, are, are still hot too, Spencer. I mean, one thing that I've realized is that this year was not the year to trade stocks. It was the year to trade NFTs and cryptos. Yeah. Last year was stocks. This year was NFTs and cryptos. Yeah. I mean, that's that's right. That's exactly right. Hey, shameless plug for our NFT and crypto show. Every day or every normal day, not today, but every normal day when we don't have a conference at 2 p.m. Eastern time, either moon or bust or the roadmap, an hour a day devoted to this topic with people who know way more about this stuff than 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 Mitch or myself. So like I only own I own Bitcoin, I own Ethereum, I own Solano. That's what I've got. I'm not very exotic. Um so if you want to know how to make a billion dollars on the next Shiba Inu, I don't know. Watch those shows. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Maybe you're just looking for NFTs. I mean, I'm even looking for NFTs myself, starting to get some hey, dip my toes in them. Grant Grant asked if Zincoin is still a thing. <laughs> Funny story about that, Grant. Yes, Zincoin is still a thing. Uh, we had to change the workflow because somebody in India like attacked us. Uh, but maybe I should get John G on the show one of these days and tell us about it. But uh, yeah, Zincoin is still a thing. But 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 we got like a. A, a brute force Zincoin attack or spam attack. And so uh, we had to change the workflow, but yes, Zincoin is still a thing. I'll, I'll get John G to come on the show and, and talk about it. Sheep to replace the U S dollar Raven. Uh, yeah. I, I Raven's all Raven's here for this. Uh, Sarah Russell. Yes. Benzinga has a crypto show. It's called moon or bust and it airs Mondays and Fridays at 2 PM Eastern time. And then our other, crypto based show is really more of an nft show it's called the roadmap and it airs every tuesday wednesday thursday at 2 p.m eastern time right here youtube.com slash benzinga um are there other things that uh i feel like there's more announcements that i had and i don't remember what they were what were my announcements small cap. oh yes that's what it was um okay (laughs) so small cap conference today i've said that before i'll say it again the not to play favorites, but I have a, I have a feeling that the presentation today that will get the most traction, the most traffic, is at two twenty p.m. Eastern time. Let me bring up uh, a chart, and I will show you the company that is presenting at the Small Cap Conference today at two twenty p.m. It is a high flyer from what? Maybe you own it. I'm sure, a few of you own this thing. Boom. Funware, P-H-U-N, what we're talking to the COO of Funware later today, uh, 2.20 p.m. Randall Crowder will be on the stream, and I'll put the link to the stream. It's coming up next. The stream will end and redirect straight to the conference, but I'll put the stream and I'll put the link in the chat right now. There, There's the link to the YouTube, to the next uh, conference stream in the chat. Funware, 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time. We hear directly directly from the company and ask them what is going on because they've had an eventful few days. By the way, um, bzsmallcap.com, if you want to see the full agenda, the full agenda is also in the link or in the description of the link I just pasted in the chat. It's just You can just scroll down and see all the companies that are speaking today, that are presenting today. So 
PJ. That's that's fun. <laughs> okay. Yes, fun time. Exactly right. So I want to plug that. And we're going to give away a free one-year subscription of Benzinga Pro. If you don't know what Benzinga Pro is, it's this platform that's up on the screen. It's our it's our paid newswire service, news, research, tools. We are giving away a one-year subscription for free. For free. All you have to do is basically just tune into the conference. And at certain points, we're going to bring up a QR code on the screen. You got to scan that QR code. You got to answer some survey questions. And we're going to enter you into the contest to win. And then there will be a random drawing at like 3 p.m. Eastern time today. And we will reveal the winner. Free one-year sub of Benzinga Pro. Or if you don't want to do all that, just go to pro.benzinga.com and get a free two-week trial. pro.benzinga.com. Free two-week trial, no credit card, no, no hassle, nothing like that. Just easy. And uh, yep. All right. I want to give you guys uh, something that was mentioned in the chat here. Um, you know, we're not the experts in this area, but definitely uh, given in the chat about candy, um, the partnership with fanatics, that that platform, NFTs, they're coming out with some MLB ones today. Oh, boy. So take a look at that. Uh, that could wait, possibly wait, be wait, good. Wait, wait, what's the what's the play here? Um, so this is NFT with fanatics. Okay. So, and this is MLB. Um, the big thing with this is that you guys know how tops has been losing and losing out to fanatics and also, uh, different card makers. Uh, tops has really kind of dropped the ball on the, on the MLB NFTs. Um, and I think that these might actually wait, start wait, replacing. Wait, what's, the, what's the ticker on that again? Do you know, uh, the tops one, yeah. well, tops disappeared. Remember it used to be mutts. Oh, and they canceled this back. They canceled it. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Everything's going negatively towards tops. Oh, no. Like, if I was in tops right now, I'd be worried for my job, let alone the company. Um, so, definitely, it's been a change in a company that has been massively in control. Um, so, there's the MLB ones. There's one that I don't think is really going to get popular, but I might buy it, Spencer. <laughs> uh, Miss Universe NFT. Oh, no. Coming out on Wax Block blockchain today, um, so there's that one, and then there's so many NFTs oh, coming out every right. single day, man. I I can't keep up with them, but All if right. you guys want to keep up with them, what I suggest is go to the roadmap. Like Spencer says, it's on Tuesday. It's going to be three days a week starting next week. It's going to be Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So you guys want to learn about NFTs. That's the place to go. And the person to ask is, of course, Chris Ketchy or Maz. If you guys haven't seen the show, reach out to them. Ask them what are the new projects, what's coming up, what's next. They're going to know. All right. I brought up my movers tool as we wrap up the stream here because we're going to start the conference up in like a few minutes. So here I've got my gainers on the left, my losers on the right. We've covered most of these this morning. There's a couple that we haven't. We did not cover, uh, you know, TRIT. That's a crazy high. I think got to 935. It's $2 off that now. We didn't cover like, the, you know, the crazy low price ones. Um, but we've covered most of the larger names on, on these lists here. But again, this is the movers tool. This is what I look at every single day when I get into the office, the very first thing. Oh, I, we missed Anheuser-Busch. They had earnings, and we, and we missed that. How, were the, how was <laughs> Just the, pass me the beer. Yeah, let, let's bring up a news feed. We'll go BUD. Bud. 
I don't know how and my, my computer will not cooperate. There we go. Um, da, da, da. So the revenue beat and they raised their guidance. Hey, revenue beat guidance raise. It has your bush. Okay. This is so the opposite of Sam. Ooh, could Sam's turn around now? Sam got smoked. Yeah, but maybe it can turn around now. I'm actually interested. I've been waiting for it to get underneath 500. It's underneath 500 right now. I had a line drawn for a long time at 509. I might take a shot on it. Huh. Anyway. I'm, I might take a flyer. On, on, on Sam today? Yeah. Turn around. Okay. Good. Turn around story. Not, not because of the company, because of another company. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, hey, everyone, as a reminder, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Um, thanks to all of you for hanging out with us today in chat, um, on YouTube, uh, on Twitch. For whatever reason, our streaming to Twitter is not working. I don't really know what that's about. Um but maybe that's is why we should just all short Twitter to begin with. But yeah, streaming no go to Twitter. But uh, shout out to everyone watching on Twitch and YouTube. Um, and then yeah, that's that's all I really wanted to say. We will be back for at the close. Uh, TBD on whether Joel will be there, but I will be there, and Mitch will be there, and hopefully Joel will be there. Hopefully Joel will be there at three thirty. But I can't make any promises. Um, the conference will will end and go right into the At The Close show. But we got a full day, another 15 or 16 presentations today, starting in the next couple of minutes. Um, and I'll be hanging out in the chat. I, I, I will not be your MC today. We've got the one and only Michael Murray MCing today's conference, but I'll be hanging out in chat throughout the day, talking about these companies as they present. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, do we have... A cannabis hour today. I don't actually know if we have a cannabis hour today. Let me ask someone. Would anyone hear? Don't. I feel like I should. I should know that. I feel like I should know, but I. But I. I don't know. If we don't. If we don't. I'll tell you what. If we don't have a cannabis hour today, then Mitch and I will hang out after the close, past four p.m., and we'll just hang out. We'll watch Apple. We'll watch Amazon as they come in. And we'll just do an after and, 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 and after the close earnings hangout watch party with. Uh, we'll have our own cannabis hour. Yeah. Well, yes, but no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think that will fly. Um, and oh if, man, I thought I was gonna go get the Eddies for us. If anybody, if anybody was watching the virtual uh, <laughs> cannabis conference stream two weeks ago, then you saw what 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 went down. But we're not gonna do that again. Oh, we're not gonna shucks. do that again. Um, no one has said anything about that to me, so I don't think anyone, anyone knows. <laughs> they, they kind of forgot about it. They'll blame everyone, me for it. Now. <laughs> I hope they forgot, frankly. Um, anyway. All right, okay. guys. Like always, stick around. We got some stocks to learn from. We got fun. There's a big mover. We got other stocks that you guys yep. can get a chance to ask questions to. Too many times for these small cap stocks, what is the number one thing that you don't get a chance to? It's to ask a question, right? So go ahead, join on over, guys. If you guys want to learn more about these or you're just kind of a, a cheaper penny stock type of trader, come hang out. I'm sure you'll learn something. This is where the party's at. Frankly, like it or hate it, this is where the party's at right now is this yeah. end of the market. We're here for you. We're ending the stream. 
going live. They're going live now. We're ending now. See you guys there. Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.